1: And welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by FIVO. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am like super duper duper excited today because not only do I have an incredible reporter who covers the Bengals on, but she's also my friend and I adore her, Kelsey Conway, who covers the Bengals for the Cincinnati Inquirer. Welcome to the show.
2: Oh my gosh, you're too kind. And I have been looking forward to this matchup like since May when the schedule came out just so that I can get a weekend and see you again. So I'm really excited to get on out there for the game. I know, I can't wait. And
1: I'm excited for us to get to have dinner and catch up. But I guess the listeners don't need to hear about that. But I mean, if you guys want to, make sure to shoot us a note and let us know. But let's talk 49 ers Bengals. Really a pretty important game For both teams, the 49ers, of course, coming off two tough road losses, the Bengals coming up their bye, they are three and three, the 49ers are five and two, they do not want to go into their bye, five and three, Uh, the big story, of course, coming out of the bay this week, Brock Purdy is in the uh, concussion protocol, however, I can tell you guys that on Thursday, he was practicing at the beginning of practice that the, the media can watch, so uh, we'll see kind of what the practice report says later today but he was out there so that's probably a good sign for him trending towards playing on Sunday but of course we have a few days between now and then but Kelsey what is kind of what is the talk out of Cincinnati right now
2: well the season has not gone any way that any Bengals fan or probably any Bengals player thought that it would go. Uh, Obviously, the 49ers were in a similar position as the Bengals. Like, you make it to your conference championship. You return almost the same team. You're kind of expected to zoom right back there. And Joe Burrow, of course, got injured again, and it just snowballed. And I think the talk, the biggest thing I've gotten out of being in the locker room both days is it's really easy for people to say, well, just because the Bengals the last two years have gone on these late season runs where they've strung together like 10 or 11 wins in a row. I've noticed that Joe Burrow and specifically Jamar Chase today have been really hesitant to just like, kind of like copy and paste that script. And I don't know, I don't really know what to make of that. I almost feel like it's an insurance policy because Burrow's very uh, specific on what he says. And when reporters asked, you know, like, what do you, you know, what do you think it is about these teams that you guys are, are able to go on these late season runs and coming out of the bye? the Bengals have historically been really good under Zach Taylor the last two years. And he said, you know, we're good when we have our backs against the wall And that's how they'll have to be this weekend so I think that but he also said we'll we'll find out won't we like he's leaving it very much as to like we still have work to do in terms of showing what our identity as a team is going to be this year because it's been a roller coaster that's how I would summarize the Bengals season so far sometimes they've looked really good like they did against Baltimore even though they lost in week two and then obviously winning in Arizona they looked outstanding but then there's also been times where they've looked terrible like week one when they lost to the Browns. And even in the second half of their most recent win against the Seahawks, their offense couldn't do anything. So it's been a roller coaster for this Bengals team. And I think that they're very much looking to find their identity. And that starts this weekend. And I think if they're able to pull off a win against the 49ers, it'll go a long way in terms of giving the locker room the confidence that they can go on another 10 game win but if they're not able to beat a team like the 49ers are they good enough to compete against the teams and get in the playoffs so this is a really important game in terms of for the Bengals to find out who they really are. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this
1: week, and BetOnline is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL and college football, and NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport, anytime. Head to Bet Online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, it's interesting when you talk about the backs against the wall situation, because the last two years, the Niners have started three and five and three and four. And this year, a big emphasis throughout training camp was starting fast and not putting themselves in that hole and knowing how important it is to be able to get the first round by and home field advantage and they were just dominating the first five weeks of the season the last two weeks they have not and it's been those are the tougher games and it was something that fred warner said the other night on monday that kind of stuck out to me when he said i think i want to see the mental toughness go up we have to figure out how to win these grimy games and that's where they've had problems they have been able to win like by 20 30 points but where they've had these grimy games. And it, I bring all that up also because I feel like in years past for them, when their backs are against the wall, they have played better. You know, last year they went on a run where they didn't lose until the NFC championship game from week eight on. Then they won those first five this season. And they came in and they are like oh, after Cleveland and said, this is kind of weird. We're not used to coming in after a loss. And and what's that like? So although their records are very different, I think both teams are in kind of the same situation because as they look towards January, you know, your seeding matters and these are things you have to think about it. I don't have a lot of doubt the frontliners enders are going to make the playoffs. I think the Bengals are going to make the playoffs, but I think it remains to be seen over the next several weeks. But Sunday becomes a really important game for both teams for a lot of the same reasons.
2: Yeah, isn't that what's interesting? Because it's like, I said to someone at practice today, they asked me, you know, what do you think about the game? Like who would I think is going to win? And I said, honestly, if there were a time for the Bengals to face the 49ers, in my opinion, it's right now um, because of the injuries, like not having to face Debo Samuel, I think is a good thing for the Bengals defense. Um, But I mean, obviously the Niners have so many weapons, but, I also think that it kind of, for the Bengals, like they're going up against a team that's now lost two in a row that's not really used to losing two in a row. So like, Mm -hmm. is that going to make the 49ers even more hungry? So I think there's so many different Interesting storylines about this matchup. For it just being a late October matchup, like it really feels like it's like a middle of December. This is deciding your fate type of game in some ways. Because the 49ers, like you said, don't want to go into the bye losing three in a row. And the Bengals coming out of the bye don't want to lose. They want to like start this run. So I think it's going to make for a really good game, which as a fan, football fan first, I think it's going to be great.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think it is going to be a great game. So you brought up Devo Samuel. Obviously, he won't be playing, remains to be seen on Trent Williams. I mentioned Brock Purdy at the top of the show. So that remains to be seen as well. I want to talk a little bit about the Bengals run defense versus Christian McCaffrey, because if there's a place where the 49ers can really get back to 49ers football, and not that they haven't been doing that, but where the things that really make it easy for them to dominate and for them to win games. It of course starts with them in the run game, and Christian McCaffrey has been incredible despite the fumble the other night. He's been absolutely incredible. It was funny, not probably not funny, ha ha. Especially not to Christian. But after the game, he put the loss on himself. He said, "If I don't fumble there, you know, in in the red zone, you know, that the en- entire game is different." Well, I would make the argument that then he proceeded to score the only two touchdowns that the 49ers had. So I guess, you know, that I was like, I don't think I'd put the loss on him, but. This Bengals defense gives up, and Kelsey, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe an average of five yards per carry. Is there a concern when you're going up against a Christian McCaffrey and your backup is Elijah Mitchell, and then you have Jordan Mason, that that is a place where the 49ers are just going to be able to dominate this team?
2: Yeah, um, I think that the Bengals' run defense has been one of the biggest question marks so far. And I think, if, I think there are two ways that the 49ers would have success against the Bengals' defense. If they get up and run the ball on them early and kind of just take the wind out of them, like the Titans did a couple weeks ago, that just, that screws the whole thing up because the Bengals are better when they play a lead and then their defense can, you know, pass rush the way they want to they haven't been great against the run but they played better against the run against the Seahawks but i think Christian McCaffrey brings his own his own set of issues um but i do think that Christian McCaffrey what he does with his legs on the ground And George Kittle, because the last Mm -hmm. time these two teams played two years ago, George Kittle had over, I believe, like it was like 130 receiving yards, and he was just virtually unstoppable. And I believe the game-winning touchdown potentially. yeah, Yeah, I think those two players are the X factors for the 49ers in terms of who the Bengals defense is really. Keying in on, but I will say we talked to defensive coordinator Lou Arumo today, and he said that yes, like there's so much to gush about the 49ers' run scheme, but he really thinks their pass scheme and what they're doing from a passing standpoint this year is almost even more impressive and more dangerous so I thought that was interesting because you know usually people always just want to praise the run game but Louie and really spent a bunch of time talking about how good 49ers have been in the passing game today so I thought that was interesting
1: well and I think I agree with him and I think a lot of that is that Kyle Shanahan having a quarterback in Brock Purdy that he really trusts implicitly and that has made a huge difference and opens up the playbook and, and Brock can run that offense so well so of course remains to be seen who will start on sunday i thought an interesting comment fred warner made on wednesday was he thought that the minnesota game was one of the best games of brock's career and i would agree with that And if you were just to look at the stats someone might say well there's the two interceptions but it was one of the best games of his career and then of course there's a lot of conversation speculation and we are not doctors but as to when the concussion happened and then when the interceptions happened but i would agree with um with Lou, because I, I can't say his last name, which is why I said Lou. Will you say it again? Lou
2: Anarumo.
1: Lou Anarumo. Now I can say it. Uh, I, yes, would, agree with, I would agree with Lou Anarumo. So I'm having you on, Kelsey. It's really helpful. Uh, I would agree with him because it has been very impressive and their offense has been very impressive. The thing that's been a problem the last couple weeks for the 49ers is the, the area that has not been a problem in years past, and that is on the defense. There's There have been issues there and there was that Zero blitz call at the end of the first half that Kyle Shanahan was publicly critical of Steve Wilkes for, and that's not really his style. Um, and he said to us on Wednesday he knows he messed up on the call, and the the line has not been getting pressure to the quarterback. So let's now talk about that. You have Joe Burrow. Where would you say his health is, Kelsey? Would you say he looks about a hundred percent?
2: Yeah, he's a hundred percent going into this game. He told us that um, you know he'll still have to do maintenance to make sure that the strain doesn't you know, creep back up. But heading into the Seattle game, he said he was close to 100%. And then he had a week off. Mm -hmm. And we talked to him yesterday and he said he's 100%. So the Bengals no longer, you know, really have the crutch behind them on offense. Like they're going to be able to go into this game with their full playbook, which is not something they've been able to do because when he was really hurting in that Monday night football game against the Rams, I mean, the Bengals offense just looked like a shell of itself because he was essentially a statue. Mm -hmm. So he's able to move a lot more. Um, and I think it's going to be a good, I mean, obviously I know you mentioned that the 49ers defense hasn't had the crazy sack numbers. I looked into it the other day and I was kind of like scrolling down. I'm like, wait, they're not in the top 10. No, they're Um, not not right now. Um, You look at uh, Nick Bosa and of course what he's done. But honestly, I feel like the more important matchups in the trenches is going to be the interior of the 49ers defensive line versus the Bengals interior because so far, when the Bengals have been able to handle really good edge rushers, but where they've struggled a lot this year is those interior guys. Like, they could not stop Jeffrey Simmons in in Tennessee. And so the 49ers have a bunch of good interior defensive pass rushers, and that's where I feel like... Ted Karras, the Bengals center, and Cordell Volson have had kind of an up-and-down year so far. So I'm I'm very curious to watch how the three interior offensive linemen for the Bengals match up against Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead and those guys because they know it's going to be a challenge. I
1: actually think this could end up being a very big Javon Hargrave game, and he's and he's played well for San Francisco, and uh, and you know, even Nick Bosa's has played well. He's been pretty hard on himself, and he even admitted Wednesday that the holdout is probably part of the reason he's off to a slower start, which happens, and that's just part of it. But I do feel like this could end up being a very big Javon Hargrave game, uh, and I agree with you that interior of the offensive line certainly is better than the last time these two teams played each other. They've invested much more into it, but. I would say that is a place where the 49ers can really try to capitalize and bring pressure mm-hmm. to Burrow. Um, but then Burrow has Jamar Chase to throw to, and he has Tyler Boyd, and then
2: and now T Higgins. Is there an injury situation there? Nope. T. Well, T Higgins cracked one of his ribs against the Titans a couple of weeks ago and missed the next game, but came back for the game before the bye. Um, So he was another one that really benefited from the buy he's he should be good to go um, as well. So yeah, like I was saying, this is probably the healthiest the Bengals have been on offense all year long. And that's why it's so hard to predict and talk about the Bengals' strengths as an offense and what that could look like against the 49ers because they've been so injured and so much of their offense runs through Burrow. It's almost like, been really challenging to get a pulse on like what the identity of this Bengals offense is this year.
1: I really just love how football players like he cracked a rib. So fine. Not a big yeah. deal. Like if I cracked a rib, cracked a rib, I'm out like a good six months from like life. You know, like right. I'm just hanging yeah. out at home. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, I'm good. I'm I not. And it's like he like tried to play the next week, and it was like, okay, no, that's not gonna work. But then the week after, it's like, yeah, whatever. And it's like, um, wow, so <laughs>
1: okay.
2: just like, yeah. <laughs> that's just that's me. But
1: this the Fortnite or secondary has quite a challenge, and I think the 49 or secondary is an underrated part of the defense. I think they actually are are playing very well. Deomar Lenore. People sometimes like to pick on him, uh, I mean, on social media, which isn't a real place, but some, but he is putting together a really nice season and he's playing really well to various But this, I think this is a real challenge for the secondary with all of the weapons that Burrow has. You know, it's not just Jamar Chase, as, as we mentioned, the other guys as well. So it's going to be, this matchup is going to be really fun. And I, I like to look at a lot of times, you know, not just team against team, but math, like actual like matchups. And these teams, I think, match up together really well this it does you're right this does feel like a mid-december game it does not feel like late october at all
2: right and i think like on every level the Bengals are very solid and that's kind of how i feel about the 49ers like of Mm -hmm. course there's positions that the 49ers are loaded at but then there's other positions where they still have some like really good players and i think it's across the board like a pretty evenly match game in terms of really good role players. And then you've got your stars that the offense and defense, you know, go, go around. So I think it's going to be a great game. Plus it's like two offensive minded head coaches. Uh, There's just so much good in the last time these teams played. It was an awesome game, so mm-hmm. I it's think incredible. it has all the makings to be, and of course, you have the juice of it being like CBS's A-Crew game, so I think it's going to be a great game, and I really do think that the game is going to be told in the first half, because having watched the Bengals team through six games this year, if they do not start out playing with the lead, or at least be one touchdown behind, like, they're so much better when they play with the lead. They really struggle when they get down two scores because then they just become one dimensional and, uh, you know, Burrow is similar to Brock Purdy and he's a very timing, accurate quarterback. So, you know, he wants to be able to do what he wants and get in a rhythm early on and kind of, you know, get feeling himself for the rest of the game. So I think we'll know a lot about how this game it's going to go by halftime, which is crazy to think because last year it it came down to the wire. But I do think it's different this time based off what I've seen from the Bengals this year.
1: OK, well, I'll be interested to see because I my inclination and I think part of it is just because of the game, the kind of games the 49 have played the last two weeks. I kind of feel like this one is going to be pretty close there till the end. But that's an interesting note on the Bengals and how the games have gone. So. We'll be keeping a very close eye on the first half and, of course, the second half. But it'll be very interesting to see where they are in the first half. And, I mean, I expect the 49ers to come out and come out strong. And Fred Warner called it a must-win game. Tell Noah Hufunga that on Monday night we have to focus on this season. And right now for us, this season is this week before we head into our bye week. So very curious to see how this plays out. Um, But I think it's going to be a really fun one. Kelsey, do you want to give me a prediction?
2: Oh, gosh. I don't know. I I think I haven't made my prediction yet. So I think I'm going to pass on that because, you know, I've gone back and forth the last day on if I think the Bengals are going to win or if the 49ers and like what, how many points is this is going to be. So I don't have a prediction yet on Thursday night. I think I'm going to wait a couple more days before I get to my final prediction. <laughs> Well then, why don't we do this? You guys, make sure you're following Kelsey and I on Instagram on
1: Saturday because why don't we do it in our Instagram story? We'll do our prediction. Absolutely. Okay,
2: so you guys will stay tuned for that. Follow us, Kelsey. Where? What? It, tell everybody where your Instagram is. Oh, you can follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Lynn Conway and on Twitter at Kelsey L Conway if you want any last minute Bengals updates before Sunday's game and I'm at Tracy Sandler on Instagram and at Tracy FGSN on Twitter. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us today. It was super fun to talk to you. I know it was awesome. Thanks so much for having me on. And I will see you on Saturday night. You sure will you guys next up we have Matt Sims
1: for our new weekly segment what you may have missed and he has a lot of really good tidbits about the game. So that'll be fun. All right. Thanks, Kelsey. Matt, welcome back to the show for your weekly segment of what you may have missed. And this week is the 49ers take on the Bengals. It's unclear who will be a quarterback. Brock Purdy in the concussion protocol on a short week. I don't want to speculate, but there is a chance, probably a good chance, Sam Darnold is starting this week with the 49ers coming off two losses. What do you think?
0: First of all, Tracy, thank you so much for having me back because since we have met each other, uh, your 49ers are 0-2 and Michigan has been accused of this cheating scandal. So thank you for not uh, blaming all that on me, Uh, even though since we have met, you've had some issues with your home teams right now. To go well, back I would to
1: like you <laughs> say, Michigan, though, no, the young man went rogue. I'm sticking to that for the rest <laughs> yeah, of my life. You know yeah, what?
0: And, and so is Harbaugh. He's sticking to that same thing. You know, I don't know what the hell that guy was doing. He did it on his own. So you're right. I'm with <laughs> Jim.
1: I'm with Jim always. i would with Jim.
0: So it, you know, to get back to your question, Sam Darnold, the expectations. You know, this is a quarterback that is more than capable of playing really good NFL football. This is a guy that is very talented thrower. He moves well. Um, I, I would even say that he's probably a little bit more talented of a thrower than Brock Purdy, as far as just can throw a little bit more power and, and can drive the football into into tighter spaces. Um, you know, being his first game back, expect to see a little rust, uh, which is be would be normal. You know, for anyone getting their first snap of of of, uh, of the season. The real thing will be is just can Kyle Shanahan divvy up some plays early to gain his confidence, to get some rhythm. So I expect to see some of those screen games, some of those quick short passes outside in the perimeter. Um, and I expect the the 49ers to try to get back to a little bit more old-school branded football. Cincinnati has struggled to stop the run this season. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe they've given up about 125 yards uh, on average per game. And that plays right into the hand of, backup quarterback getting his first start, and then the 49ers kind of reestablish their identity by winning in the trenches.
1: Yes, it could be a very much a hello Christian McCaffrey game. I know they're all hello Christian McCaffrey games, but <laughs> expect to see a lot of Christian McCaffrey. As someone who played quarterback in the NFL, if you're Sam Darnold, you're going into this week, you may or may not start, you obviously have not gotten that many first team reps, kind of what are you doing to get yourself prepared?
0: Yeah, well, this this is one of those things that sometimes in the media we we make it out to more than what it really is. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold and every other backup across the league is constantly on edge and is like, "Man, this is the moment. This is the moment. This is the moment." And you're just you're all you're doing is trying to absorb as much information as you possibly can with those mental reps while Brock Purdy is in. And you were really just going through the motions as as really detailed as you possibly can to make sure that when your moment is called that you're ready to go. And and for him, the one positive is, is that at least this is a situation where he probably knows right now that he's going to be the starter and he Mm -hmm. can focus throughout the week practice, knowing that he is the guy getting the cadence of the snap count correct, because it does change with the different voices and different uh, tone inflections. And he'll be able to at least build a rapport with Kyle on, yeah, these are the plays that I like. This is stuff that Brock's been doing that I don't prefer. But, you know, at the same time, you just got to try to find that little happy gray area so Kyle and Sam can, can operate at full speed.
1: And this is a team, and you look at this offense and the, the players that are in it, most of them last year dealt with three quarterbacks. So right. this is the team that's used to adjusting on the fly. I do think the 49ers <laughs> are in a situation that a lot of teams would like to be in. I mean, you do have someone who is a former starter who was a number three pick in the draft, who clearly is very talented, who has been in not great situations. So the 49ers are certainly in a better situation than maybe another team might be uh, with this going on.
0: Yeah, you're, and all those things that you just said are so true. And, and that's where the judging of quarterbacks uh, it is so unique to me because you're right. Sam Darnold has been in absolutely not bad situations, but terrible situations for a young quarterback to learn and grow and improve, whereas Brock Purdy on the other side of it has been in the most ideal situation ever proposed as far as a new starting quarterback to the, to the NFL world. So Sam, with his experience, with his hardships, all that kind of stuff, very similar to Geno Smith, you know, he continued to fight through it. You you can see that he has tremendous just will and discipline to continue to get better despite his, the circumstances that have been handed to him, and I think he will be ready for this moment. Brandon Ayuk is playing phenomenal football right now. Uh, I said it last week. I thought George Kittle is going to have a big game. I think George Kittle is going to have another big game this weekend too. Uh, and, and I think the balance of being able to run the football and control the line of scrimmage will really ultimately help Sam Darnold a ton. And wouldn't it be surprised if we get more to those boot play action. Uh, naked plays that we saw you know, early in Kyle Han- Shanahan's stint in San Francisco, again here uh, this weekend with with Sam Darnold behind center.
1: So the 49ers, as, as we mentioned earlier, are coming off two tough road losses. They are back at home. The, after this, they go into their bye week. There was a lot of talk Monday night after the game that they kind of have to look at this is a little bit as a must-win game. And uh, it's not, but It is a little bit, if you're looking towards home field advantage throughout the playoffs in the one seed, because now Philly uh, has only lost one game and the 49ers have lost two. They don't want to go into their bye five and three on a three-game losing streak. Mentally, though, what does that do to a team if you're looking at week eight as kind of a must-win game?
0: Yeah, I I really, I get that vibe from this football team, uh, especially listening to uh, even the post that you had of Nick Bosa in his post game press conference, you mm-hmm. could just tell that there's a little bit of an edge to this football team right now that they are disappointed with the performance that they've had the past two weeks. And I, I expect this to be a really big bounce back game for them, especially going up against a very talented offense. The fear of of a talented offense, I think, will invigorate the defensive line to be even more aggressive. That's something that we've always known about Cincinnati. They struggle to protect the passer. So I expect this to be a potential multi-sat game by Bolsa and, and maybe a few others on the defensive line and, and really just being super aggressive. The, the Bengals do not run the ball very well. And that is really going to be to their detriment this weekend, especially on the road. A lot of pressure on Joe Burrow uh, to make consistent tight passes on third down. They have been great on third down. So this will be a a definite get-back game, I think, for San Francisco and expect them to win this one.
1: Cincinnati beat Seattle running the ball 15 times. And when I saw that, I was like, that is Kyle Shanahan's worst nightmare. 15 <laughs> yeah. times? I mean, I honestly, I feel like he might look at that and cry. He would just be so upset <laughs> if that happened to the 49ers. So I agree with you on all counts. I do think this will be a big bounce-back game for them. And um, they need it because, again, those, if you're looking ahead, home field advantage, you don't want to be, you know, you, you don't want to be five and three going into the vibe. Yeah. Though,
0: absolutely. And, and even with Brock being out too, I think that'll that'll, you know, get the team going too to make sure that they're playing a little bit harder, right? Not knowing what exactly will take place on the offensive side of the football. So I think the defense really is going to kind of shine in this one for sure. And then I think the ground game will get back to uh to its normal footing. And uh, you know, I expect Sam Darnold to be You know, he doesn't have to be special, but I expect him to be very serviceable and do his job. Uh, What's being asked of a great backup quarterback is to get the win.
1: Awesome, Matt. Thank you so much. We will talk to you next week during the bye and maybe look ahead to the second half of the season and we'll see what happens Sunday. Thank you so much for coming back on.
0: Great. Thank you so much, Tracy. I appreciate it. And I I believe in (laughs) Jim.
1: Thank you very much. That means a lot to me.
0: Not really, though. I was just saying that.
1: That's so nice. (laughs) (laughs) all right guys if you like what you heard and i know you did please make sure to give us a five star rating and a super positive review we are brought to you by fivo we are brought to you by bet online and with that i will talk to everybody next time bye all